Hi, everyone. This is Don Davis, your host of Supply Chain Secrets. I am the former executive of Hapag Lloyd at CMACGM, and I'm currently the Senior Vice President of NVO Experience here at NYSHEX. You are now listening to the Supply Chain Secrets Podcast with Don Davis. And I'd like to welcome you all to the show who are listening. And uh, it's an exciting episode. It's one we talked about doing around about six months ago. We are having our Women in Shipping podcast, and we've invited back Chrissy Van Niekirk, April Zobel, and Karen Bridges to talk about the topic again. So good afternoon to all of you, and uh, I'm excited to have another show. We're excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, thanks. And, and you know, the last time we did the show, it was actually the first show without my co-host, Brian Moe. So it was a difficult time in my life. You know, I've been doing it with Brian for such a long time. So uh, you helped me through it by having one of our most popular episodes. So I'm really thankful and grateful for that. So so thanks. Thanks for participating. And, and welcome back. You're one of the few two-time guests on Supply Chain Secrets. So uh, I hope you blow everyone else away and you have the third before anyone else. So, so let, let's let's just talk a little bit about um, you know, what, what's happened since the last podcast. I, I think, um, I put a post out there on LinkedIn, really excited about that because it had such a tremendous reception, had around about 200 likes and, and they have this thing that they track impressions, had over 7,000 impressions, which, um, for me personally is a lot, but I think for link, anyone on LinkedIn is a lot. So I think there's a lot of attention around this topic of women and shipping and, um, maybe April, if, if you're okay, we could start with you. I mean, what, what are your, reflection since we the last time we we spoke thanks don um first i want to say i think it was pretty cool when we were all together in new york when we took that picture that it happened by chance not one bit of that was staged we all just happened to be sitting in the same road together at an event um and i think it's pretty cool that we kind of gravitate towards each other and this this came together pretty organically but um to your question i think there's something incredible that happened after our last after the first recording, it made me hyper aware of what's happening in the market in, in women in shipping, for lack of a better phrase, is the title of this. But um, it made me really think about the impression that the three of us can give to other women in the industry, um, but also lend a light to women out there looking to be um, engaged more or have a seat at the table or looking for people to look up to maybe to advance their career. Or, um, you know, a couple of times since we've had this through the first podcast, um, people have approached me at events and said, you know, thanks for what you said on that podcast or um, have asked how they get out there too. So I think there's this really great pitch point for all of us, to, three of us specifically and other women out there um, to lean in and go seek those women out there. Um, it's really just, I think, put a highlight on um, there's a huge opportunity for women in shipping specifically, but a huge opportunity for um, some of us veterans to be advocates and and push the younger women um, or new to the environment um, to take place on the stage. I, I think that's such a cool story that people came up to you after the show and um, it shows the impact of the podcast, right? Because, you know, we post this and, you know, I don't know how many are exactly downloaded. I don't see that. I'm just the, the guy hosting the show. But, um, you know, you, you get these like sound bites from people, which is always fun when people like talk about things and you say like, wow, this is really great. I think it's really inspirational to say that there is a reach out there we are connecting with people. So that's really super fun. Uh, Karen, over to you. I mean, what are your reflections since since the last time we spoke? And uh, I think it was around about uh, May, June of, of this year. Yeah. So 
Similar to April, I've had a lot of people, um, both internally at, at NYSEX and friends and um, people a part of my network through ocean shipping, logistics, et cetera, uh, listened in and, and had some good feedback. I've also interviewed some people um, who like heard about the show, um, watched the show as I'm, as I'm interviewing them. So yeah, I felt a little bit like a celebrity, Don. Um, must be yeah, what, what you have to deal with every day. Um, so, but I think the big takeaway for me is it really opens discussion about the topic of women in shipping and some of the challenges that we face. Sometimes the feeling of isolation, being in a room full of men and maybe not feeling super confident. I think just even being vocal in us three women who are just a small sample um, in a in a large network of um, the entire shipping industry. I think just talking about it helps others feel comfortable and and that encourages them to also um, engage in the conversation. And I think that's just healthy in a way of supporting each other, uh, being open to, to talk about these hard things. I think uh, we're just helping open the door for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just I've, I've had more than one person actually thank me for wanting to talk about it because um, it's not it's something that's not talked about enough. And I talked about it in our last show is just about this whole idea of having awareness is is helpful and and to elevate people's consciousness to where actually they're they're thinking about these things versus just, you know, reacting in a, in a way that might feel natural. But that natural way of acting, maybe excluding a category, it's it's so great to talk about. But Chrissy, uh, same question to you, and, and hopefully you've had the same type of celebrity experience that uh, April and Karen have, but uh, but what's it been like for you? <laughs> so I, um, I haven't, I don't think I've quite had the same level of celebrity, so I'm hoping that this time that really comes back for me. I'm looking forward to that. I'm available for appearances. Um, <laughs> but um, I was thinking, actually, one of the things that came out of that podcast for me was watching you kind of have this revelation that there was a big difference for women when when it's you're the only woman or one of very few women in the room and how just kind of bringing it to your attention made you feel like oh maybe there's a behavior that you could change and for me that it was it was a realization that even though I'm very focused on other women here at Merck and other women in the industry and how to kind of pay it forward and lift people up I also really need to focus on the men around me and educating them and bringing it to their attention because while well-intentioned, I think they, they often don't realize that the environment that we're in with so few women. And so I've been, I wouldn't say extra vigilant, but I've felt more confident in putting forward things, reminding men not to refer to women as girls and <laughs> reminding them to, um, you know, reach out for opinions and and push a little bit more to, to create a more inclusive environment. So for me, that was one of the big things that happened. Yeah, and um, fully support that. Um, you know, we we need to educate men, and and it's helpful to hear it from you because, to your point, it made a huge impact on me the last show. And if I could just talk, share some of my own experiences because um, it might have the greatest impact on me potentially out of uh, all of us here. Um, because I think for me, it's encouraged a lot of behavior change. Um, and if I could just give you some, some awareness, like, first of all, 
I think I'm just more situationally aware than I might have been in the past. So when there is one woman in the room or or no women in the room, it's certainly something that strikes me and something I'm a lot more conscious of and something that I'm more open to talk about and say, you know, why is this the case? And and what can we do to change that? Because are we missing an opportunity here? Um, I think there's something about taking initiative to address situations. And um, if I could share a story real quick, um, I was in uh, on a business trip in France uh, not too long ago where there were nine of us going. And um, it occurred to me that we had one woman on the team, Amy Metzler, and um, she's not only... Um, you know, surrounded by men, but these men who have years of experience, you know, she's relatively new to the company. She's running project management for us. And so for me, I went out of my way to just talk to Amy and just talk to her about where we were and ask her if she had any questions. But the point about including her and making her, making sure she felt like she was part of the team. Um, and I actually then a couple of weeks later talked to Amy about uh, that experience, which I'll get to in a minute. But but just that whole point of like taking initiative and saying, hey, there's a situation here. I mean, maybe she feels tremendously comfortable. I don't know, but maybe I should just talk to her and make sure that she does feel comfortable because it could be an intimidating situation. Um, I think for my team, I try and create opportunities for women. And um, I've done some interviews uh, in preparation for this episode just to give some uh, feedback from from some of my female colleagues as far as like how important it is to have opportunities. Um, just again, calling out when we miss opportunities and, um, you know, I haven't had a chance to address this golf polo issue, April, but that stood out to me from this uh, last episode. I uh, haven't seen that yet. Might've been the timing, you know, maybe I didn't get invited to golf events too much, but, um, it could be my play there. But, uh, anyway, I think that's something we have to fix, but I, I think it's, it's, you know, your, your question to me, April, is like, what would I do differently um, in the last episode? And, you know, I talked about awareness. Um, I think I've tried to do that, but also deliberately asking for women's opinion when they, when we do things instead of just asking people opinions. And sometimes I would just ask a woman, but now being more thoughtful around that um, is something I've tried to do. So I'm excited about some of the changes I made. Um, I, I think that's, you know, just part of trying to make an impact. So um, anyway, I'll just stop talking and see if you have any reaction or, or comments you'd like to add. I I love that. Um, I know you asked uh, all of us, but me specifically, because we work a little bit more closely together, um, Dawn, to like hold you accountable for, you know, making these changes, taking these lessons and, and what you took away from our last discussion. And I think that example of, you know, being in France, noticing that there was one woman in the room and and making an effort to make her feel comfortable. And it just happened to simultaneously, I, I reached out to uh, Amy on the side and, and asked about that experience. And she made the point of saying how her colleague and Dawn, I know you were part of it, like the fact that you made her feel very comfortable. Like I just, it just makes me feel so good that, um, there are men that are super supportive of women's careers and super supportive of women in awkward or uncomfortable situations. And I love that you not only like listen to what we shared last time, but you really took action and made a difference in, in someone's experience. So um, I, kudos to you for, for taking that forward. 
Yeah, yeah, thanks. And if if you don't mind, this might be a good place to give you Amy's version. Like I, because I talked to her then weeks later, I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to get this your perspective because it might be interesting for listeners to to hear this this uh, this journey." And and she said that, you know, going in and in general as a woman, she feels like mistakes are bigger for women, and women might be more harshly judged. So there's like this added pressure for her as a woman in a male-dominated industry. And she mentioned that prior to joining uh, NYSHEC, she was also in a male-dominated industry. So it's a very similar feeling. Um, she said that for her, support is the number one thing that matters to her and to feel supported and to just help deal with those feelings of like, I might be judged differently than someone else. When you feel supported, then you don't feel as like conservative when you respond to things. Um, she talked a lot about listening and that some leaders don't listen enough, that they just talk a lot, but they're not actually listening. And she talked about the importance of being like heard. So when someone's listening, instead of just like drowning her out from talking, um, that makes an impact. And she just, she just doubled down on saying, you know, just encourage women, just find opportunities. The fact that she was able to participate in something, I mean, it meant a lot to her. But just to demonstrate there are opportunities for women was was really powerful for her. So anyway, it was great to get her thoughts. I was really excited to hear from her. I was excited that it was a, a good experience for her. But I don't know, Chrissy, April, do you have any reactions to any of anything that I've said so far as far as the last show or Amy's uh, feedback? I'll chime in first, okay. Chrissy. You can go okay. next. Um, I think the one thing I... I really latched onto and everything that you just shared was um, the opportunity. I think as a woman in a room, generally of all men, um, giving the opportunity to speak up or kind of being led to that conversation by a male leader or somebody who's leading that conversation gives you a little more confidence than sometimes being the first one to chime in. And I think once you get that first statement out or that first opinion out, um, it really opens up as, um, as an opportunity to continue to share. And so I think sometimes those first hurdles are really hard for um, for women that are maybe the only one in the room. So once you get past that first conversation um, or first kind of chime in, and I think you being cognizant of that, Don, has been, I mean, I've been in rooms with you lately, meetings, and um, I think that it's great when you have at least one person aware of there being another female in the room or, um, you know, I don't often hide my opinions in a room, but I think once um, you give another female the opportunity to speak up or speak yeah. first or... Um, you know, it just leads to more. It's kind of that first step. Like, how do you get them over the hurdle to feel comfortable to say the thing that's on their mind? Because there's something on their mind if they're in the room. Chrissy, what about you? Any any thoughts that you want to share? I was just going to say, you know, I think it, the feedback that she gave, that's that's the way we should treat each other, right? So it's not as though you need some kind of specific handbook for women or, you know, some kind of special different behavior, you know, listening, empathy, um, being inclusive. These are, you know, these are the basics. And it's just a matter of being um, deliberate about it, you know, and ensuring that you that you do it towards everyone and and you um, you bring women into the conversation. And so I think that it's it's wonderful that she gave you that feedback. And I think it's great she had that experience as well, but also highlights the fact that these are really basic things that we do <laughs> that we should do um in any environment but especially working environment um and you know we don't have to do you know change our behavior completely in order to make a, a good inclusive environment for women it's just 
about getting those basics right and being deliberate about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's just this, I, I think the fact that we're talking about this is really the opportunity, right? To just help educate people. And so they don't feel like, I think, to your point, like you don't need a handbook. It's not something we are talking about that's really like elaborate. We're saying like, there's some things you should do just to have the awareness and just participate in those opportunities when you see them and to react in a certain way. Again, I think we all have a bit of a default setting that just feels natural and we might act in a certain way because where we're raised or where we're from, et cetera. But, but just kind of instead of just reacting, just walking around in the state of consciousness, which I think is important as a leader to say, you know, you really have to be switched on and like paying attention to these things because you might be missing opportunities and excluding people and, and just not getting the most out of them. Um, so on this point, I, I think we should spend some time talking about like, what do we, what do we want? What do we want from leaders? What do we want from men? What do we want from women? I mean, what are some things, you know, I've given some examples here, but I think it might be helpful. And Karen, I'm going to start from with you just to think about any of those, those things. If, if we think about what we want or, or the types of things we should do, is there anything that's top of mind when you think about that question? Yeah, I think there's there's absolutely a lot, um, but I won't take up the whole rest of the, the podcast covering them. Um, certainly top of mind. I mean, I think having a leadership team that is diverse uh, always sets the example of like, you know, diversity of thought at the most senior level. And it gives women in the organization something to inspire them and and have role models that they feel they can achieve. Um, I worked in companies and, and businesses before where the executive leadership team is is always very um, standard, very male. And I think women tend to feel they can't achieve that level of success because there's no role models that um, they they can see themselves um, modeling. So I think starting with a leadership team that is diverse and believes in diversity, I think is super important. Um, and and as a manager, a woman leader or a male leader, just really, I think that to kind of proceed what you were saying, like this isn't necessarily like a woman only thing, but I think as a manager or leader of others, like encouraging your colleagues that they can do and become and be and strive for really anything they want to achieve. And I've had male leaders who've been super supportive and drivers in my career. And I've had women leaders who are not supportive and, and drivers in, in my career. And I think it just really depends on the person. But I will say as a as a leader of others myself, like I always want to push and drive and support um, all colleagues forward. But I think um, so it's not necessarily just just a, a woman thing, but I think for men and a little bit of maybe a little bit of an unconscious bias, um, they may not like have it in their frame of thought that maybe women um, need that support just as much as um, male colleagues do, if not more, to to push their career forward. Um, so I think there's a lot that goes into leadership in an organization um, and managerial support um, for women, but but also men. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that the fact that, you know, leadership has to have some awareness. I mean, I think, I, you know, I've certainly learned that through through talking to all of you. And I think that I can see some benefits and I'm excited to share uh, a story at the end of this question. But uh, Chrissy, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on, you know, what 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 do you want from any of those categories? If you think about leaders or men or other women? Yeah, I think I mean, in terms of leaders and I think from from organizations. So I often think about this idea of equality versus equity, right? So, you know, in that that picture where you see the two people and equality is both of them standing on the same plane and not being one can't see over the fence and equity is them standing at the same height, both being able to see over the fence so that you're you're giving people what they need and you're meeting them where they are. So at Maersk, we have a wonderful um, program called Strategies for Success, which is targeted at women who are developing their careers still and giving them the tools to understand how to navigate the organization, how to plan confidently for their career and how to navigate their own career and, and manage their brand and all, all these different things that are so important. And it is targeted at women for that reason, because they have traditionally not been supported in that way. So for me, I would love to see more of these programs for women throughout all organizations and even across organizations in our industry, because I've seen the the positive effects of having this. Um, I, I share this story because I love it so much, but I recently had a leadership role open in my team and got to the, the person who was in the role before was a woman. She moved on to another great role. And then I ended up choosing between two other wonderful women for that role. And it's not because I, you know, I had to go out and get women to apply, which is something we should also try to do. But this was just the natural way of things. These women were ready for the next step in their careers. And I was very fortunate to be able to have them. So I think things like that put you in a better position to hire women into leadership roles and to expand their career. So that's what I would like to see. And of course, I want to see men support those as well and, and be advocates and allies within those um, those programs too. Yeah, that's really cool. That sounds like a great program at Merck. And that's uh, really cool. That's targeted towards women. I mean, I think that point about, you know, we take it for granted sometimes as males that that everyone has the same skills and and that they have the techniques and and to really be deliberate about sharing that with people i think makes a lot of sense and that's great uh april same question over you is there anything that you think of top of mind that you want from from any of those categories i think i would actually maybe make this a call to action to the women out there and say be bold raise your hand um i think because we're talking about it and because we're seeing so much more um about this talked about women in shipping and diversity in shipping and um and, and kind of in, in every industry but, but be bold be willing to raise your hand and step up to the plate or ask for more or when you see something that um maybe isn't right or isn't sitting well with you i think instead of maybe internalizing it how can you go about that and be the leader to change it so um i think stepping up you know up being willing to be the person who says hey this isn't right or i want the opportunity how do i get there and then in the words of Mr. Rogers, um, look for the helpers because there's a lot of helpers out there. There's a lot of men um, in leadership positions who are really waiting for women um, to take action, to be willing to step into that role. Um, so look for the helpers. Look for the people who are out there wanting to see more women um, on the stage or in the boardrooms. Um, you know, we were all just together at an event and a leader actually said to me, there weren't many women on the stage this week. And 
I think that that's kind of twofold. Maybe we didn't look for them, but also who are those women who are willing to to step up there and be there and be in that place? So um, here's my call to action to the women who were at some of these events recently. Go talk to somebody and say, hey, I'd like to be in page next year. I'd like to be involved. How can I be involved? I think that a lot of us have so much experience and all of these connections. I mean, we're great re- relationship builders, um, but what are we doing to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable um, in rooms where it matters? So um, that's my call to action to the women out there. You, you've seen us one time and now time number two is me saying, um, be bold and be the next person who's on the Women in Shipping podcast. I love that. Uh, I, I think that's such an important point um, to give the feedback to some of these events to say, hey, you know, where were the women? There was a missed opportunity here. Because I, again, I think it's just creating that awareness. I don't know that it's a conscious decision that I'm going to exclude somebody. But when you reflect on it, you might think, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't do a good job of that. So I think calling that to, to people's attention. And, and I love the fact you're saying like, hey, let's ask for it. Let's ask for those opportunities where we realize that. I think that's super powerful. Um, I, I do want to share uh, another story because I interviewed another person in preparation for the show. And this uh, person, Caroline Weaver, she works in my team. Um, and I think she's been with NYCHEX for a year and relatively uh, new to the industry. So she was at Plexport and then joined NYCHEX. So let's say five years of work experience. Um, and someone I regard as a superstar, like on my team. She's like a tremendous talent. And I wanted to sit down and talk to her because I wanted to understand like what's your journey been like as a relatively new person to the workforce and what's her experience been. And she she talked about some of the same things Amy did and and that we've talked about where she talked about support, being supported from her managers. And she felt like her manager at Flexport gave her a lot of support and guided her on things that she might not have understood at the time, but she understood later, better later in her career. Um, when she was exposed to different situations, like, aha, now I know why she wanted me to have this skill set. Um, but she said, you know, she, she's been encouraged to take opportunities at our company. And that's re- really been helpful that she didn't feel like she was being excluded. She was instead being invited to, um, participate in things. And, um, she talked about that, like, just on a personal basis that, you know, her mom didn't work growing up. And um, she was, you know, a tremendous woman and was involved in different things, but she didn't she didn't work. And, you know, she didn't have this this model. And it's something that she had seen like later in life. So there might be things because of how she was raised that just didn't come naturally to her. But the fact that she's like supported, she's encouraged and that there's an opportunity has really helped her be confident. Because when I see her today and she's like I said, been with our company for a year, um, She's a tremendous talent and she's a, she's a leader in my team and uh, like the gold standard for, for what we want from an employee. And, and it's just been great to see that be part of her journey to feel like, okay, she's, she's on the right track. She feels like she's supported. And I feel like we're getting the best version of her. And uh, it's through some of these things through having opportunities. But anyway, I just wanted to share that story. I don't know if any of you have a reaction to that, but I, I like me personally, I'm pretty excited about it. I think I have an immediate reaction. And I think that is the word that you used, invited. When you take young talent, um, no matter the, the case, but specifically young, talented women in an industry where maybe they might not um, have experience with what those rooms look like or opportunities that exist to them, and you invite them into the conversation or invite them into 
an opportunity. Um, it builds so much confidence at a, a young age, an impressionable age, um, but gives them an opportunity to, you know, to, to look for more. And um, Caroline's an incredible woman. I, I would echo your statements. And so, um, but I think the thing to maybe latch onto that, to like tag onto that is young women inspiring other young women. So maybe Caroline can take this moment and go talk to other women in the industry about, hey, I feel really supported in this network. But, you know, positivity breeds positivity. So if she's feeling engaged, um, that goes for every organization out there that hires young, talented women. We have this one great case of you kind of sharing about um, Caroline and Amy. Other organizations can do the exact same thing. Um, you know, you, you, you build positivity, you invite them into the room, and it just it brings more women into the, the workforce. Yeah, that that's great. And and I really wanted to talk about Caroline because I feel like um in my career she's like in the top range of of people I've worked with in terms of like talent and uh ambition and drive and I'm I'm excited about that. But I also think it's important to say like hey, what was your what was your journey like and to talk about that on the show because there could be another Caroline Weaver out there that didn't get the opportunity that that doesn't feel encouraged and are we missing opportunities to develop people because as we already talked about like it might feel harder and and you may not have had those role models so i think as leaders to like recognize that and to talk about it is 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 pretty exciting so um any other thoughts before i move on to the next question nope 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 all right good so I just want to talk a little bit about uh, events, and this could be about events and shipping or, or maybe in other industries, but um, I'd love to get some thoughts on anything that you've seen that you think has really resonated that where they've done a good job of delivering a message. Or if you, when you look to the future, and I'm going to start with you on this question, Chrissy, is, is there anything that's like top of mind that you say, you know, this event, I know they're doing this or anything you've seen since we last spoke where you saw, wow, I went to this event did a terrific job. I'd like to share that story. I feel like you maybe started with the wrong person because I don't really have any good examples. Um, and I haven't, um, I haven't seen any, you know, since we talked, um, anything that's like either female specific or highlighting that. And, um, yeah, so I don't just, I don't really have a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm just going to chime in. I think one of the things that you shared with me recently was that some of the specific conferences that you have gone to for export exempt commodities that you started to really see more women either in the audience or speaking and that that may be like a trend that I mean, we're starting to see more and more. I know April, you mentioned um, a, another event maybe where there wasn't a strong women presence, but um, I think positively, it's positive if you're starting to see some some movement um, on that front. I know we talk a lot about being the only person in a room in a meeting, but I think it's also very similar at, at an event. And um, April, I think you asked me also at this last event, there was there was a woman sitting behind us kind of clothed off to herself. And, and you said, who is that? And, and I'm like, we were like, let's go talk to her. Let's, you know, invite her in because I think the three of us, the four of us gravitated to each other because we know each other and we're supportive of each other. But let's also, you know, when when there's someone sitting by themselves or feeling kind of, you know, not sure of who to engage with, like, you know, introducing yourself and making them feel 
comfortable and welcome to to participate, I think is um, is something that we should all challenge ourselves to do. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point. And I kind of forgot about that. But so I was I've been very fortunate to speak on two panels this year, um, both at exporter conferences um, and both panels. I was not the only woman. <laughs> the last one I was on was moderated by a woman as well. So um, so that's good to see. I think, you know, seeing a, a mix of men and women on panel, um, more women in the room and, um, you know, just actually looking forward to TPM this year um, because this will be my second TPM and I hope that I'll see both of you guys there. But also just saying, you know, what could we do as a group to maybe get together with more women and and do something even informal um, as a way of networking and, and promoting women at TPM? I think that would be super exciting. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Um, April, uh, uh, over to you. I'd love to chime in. I have seen such a shift this year. Um, I've been fortunate to speak on new export panels and then um, a carrier asked me to moderate an event, um, Pat Bank Lloyd. I'll give them a, a huge shout out here. They had an event in Atlanta and a panel of um, incredible thought leaders in our industry. And they asked me to moderate. And um, it was very intentional on, on their part. And I think that's an incredible sign for women in shipping and um, giving us an opportunity. And um, But I also want to um, make a point about, I was at the Charleston, um, the South Carolina International Trade Conference. And seeing Barbara Melvin deliver an address uh, gave me chills. So um, I think that she's a woman that I kind of point my North Star towards in terms of um, being willing to stand up there and give a, an impassioned um, state of the, the port speech, but um, also really set a, a tone and a, and a stage for women as leaders in the industry. And so um, being able to sit on a panel there was also really great for me to to be a woman on a stage that there was a lot of men at. Um, you know, I think that there's always room for for more. And so um, I think it's kind of up to a few of us to keep nudging others to to be willing to to speak up. Yeah. And yeah, I think that like point you raised point earlier, racing. April, about like, you know, recognizing events and seeing opportunities. And I think, you know, it probably makes sense to um, as we make observations and, you know, you see these like Chrissy mentions, like I was on a panel you know, there was, that was not the only woman you mentioned, April, you've been on panel and, um, yeah, sharing that feedback when we don't see it and saying like, you know, th these are missed opportunities because I think it's just, again, part of that education process to say, you know, maybe we missed something here and the organizers aren't aware of it. Right. And I mean, to be fair, sometimes it is hard to get people on certain topics and, you know, I've been part of these events before and are they just looking in the wrong places is, is what I'm wondering. But I think to help that along, it, it's really uh, impactful. Um, Karen, over to you. Is there anything that, that you want to add as far as like, um, I, I know you had some comments already, but is there anything else that you'd like to add as far as events or anything that you see um, uh, that you've seen in the past uh, since we last spoke? Yeah, no, uh, just one point that I did want to add, and it, it was a conversation April, you and I had um, recently was, yeah, you you do a lot of panels, right? You're um, you're called upon frequently on export panels or, or different. Um, you mentioned the carrier asking you to moderate. Like, I think you, you do a lot of that. And then you have women who, after the fact, come up and say, so great to see you on stage, like really happy to have a woman speaking and, and your presence, et cetera. 
And I love that you you always go back to that call of action. Like, I want to see you update decks. Like, raise your hand. Like, ask to participate. Like, it doesn't have to be April at every event. And I know I'm exaggerating, but I know you do a lot of that. But but that it's always that you know great to to see women out there. But just the call to action and encouraging others to to stand up and say, like, I I think I can add value to this conversation, and I want to participate. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I will co-sign that every day of the week. Every woman who um, has reached out this year has been incredible um, for them to come and say, thank you for speaking up. But I will continue to say to all of you, um, it's your turn. How can I help you? Who can I introduce you to? Um, you're never going to be ready. There is never going to be a moment where you're going to say, yeah, I'm totally ready for this. I can nail this. You're going to be nervous and it's going to be hard. And it's going to be intimidating. But um it is such a great opportunity for you, for your organization to be the voice, to be the person up there. And I mean, I would, I would do anything to help other women lend their voice to a stage because I think it is such an opportunity and it is so empowering to get to lend your opinion and your voice um, to, to new rooms and to new people. Yeah. I, I, I love that April. And thanks for sharing that. And well, we're at a point in the show where you get to ask me a question. So you get to play podcaster because I've been peppering all of you with several questions. But before we do that, I do want to recognize Karen because I think, Karen, you've done a lot at NYSHEX. I mean, we obviously work at the same company and um, I hear a lot of the support you give women at the company. And I just want to say thank you for that because it's really been great to see. I think some of those people I've already mentioned, but I know there's a ton of others I haven't where um, you've given them support. And um, I'm excited that when I talk to a lot of these women, they'll tell me like, well, you know, I talked to Karen, you know, we have this group, we have a session. And I think it's so terrific because I feel like at our company, there is a ton of support. And some of those things we've talked about that people feel like they're encouraged. And the fact that like we had this conversation about Amy at, at, on the same event, and I'm trying to do something on, on my end, you're trying to do something on your end. I'm like, this is really cool that we're both like trying to help people. So, but, but thank you for that because I think your, your law, role and leadership there has been really terrific. Well, so thank you for that, Don. No, no problem. So we're at the point of the show. Um, like I said, I've been peppering you question. Is there anything you want to ask the, the podcaster? Go ahead, fire away, whoever's ready. I'm ready, Don. Are you ready? Oh boy. You got me last time, April. So I don't know if I'm ready, but we'll give it a shot. I'm going I'm to give you some kudos. I think that um, after our last podcast, I think you took a lot to heart. And I think sharing that openly with us was really powerful, quite frankly. So my ask to you would be, how can we have similar conversations with um, leadership um, of men leaders in our organizations or even outside of them to maybe see things the way that you have since our last podcast? Yeah, um, you know, I, I mean... First of all, thanks for saying that. And I can say like wholeheartedly, it made an impact. I mean, I, I loved hearing your stories and, and, you know, as preparation for this show, I listened to that show again recently and it always gets me excited to, to listen to it because I think it was such a great conversation. Um, and I, I think it's, it's, you know, I think there's enough content here that, you know, we have to encourage people to listen to the show and this is not a shameless plug the show i don't get any sort of like benefit or perk from the show i just do it for fun because i love doing it and i love talking to people but uh there's really nothing else in it for me 
And um, but I think it is an opportunity to share with people because I think that point Chrissy made where it was like, we don't need this handbook or textbook. And, and there's some simple things that you could do. And, you know, I've been part of some, you know, emotional intelligence type of, of training and, and learning there. And it, it talks a lot about just getting out of that default setting and getting into a state of consciousness where you're aware of situations and emotions and how you're feeling. And instead of reacting where you might be upset in a grocery store long line because it's, you know, everyone's in your way, you might have some empathy and say like, wow, you know, these people are just trying to get the prescription right for their sick family member. They're not trying to be disruptive to my day. They're just trying to get something else right. But the point of like having awareness and not just reacting and like thinking about situations I think is, is step one is, is like training your brain to think that way. But then two, saying, you know, this isn't that hard. It, it, instead of like people I might consider myself to be closer to, I mean, I didn't know Amy that well before this trip, but to, to like just say, you know what, I'm going to make a point to go talk to her instead of talking to, you know, Matt Marshall that I know pretty well. Like that's a choice I made. And it, it's not like a huge ask on my part. It's actually something simple. But if it, if it brings out the best in her, then that's terrific. That's a huge win. And to, to, you know, get people, um, more comfortable. And I think there was enough points of validation is it's like, you know, just helping people feel more comfortable. I think that's it. But I think it's just getting those, those points out there that I hope people can, can listen to the show and it like connect with them the same way it did for me. But that I think to hear these stories, because I think we're all speaking from an authentic place, um, is, is really super powerful. And that would be uh, my takeaway. I also plan on, you know, making some posts on LinkedIn um, as part of the show when we chop it up. So I think there'll hopefully be some good connecting points to encourage others. Okay, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I know we've been talking for over 40 minutes, but are there any other questions you want to ask me? Otherwise, we'll sign off the show. Anyone? I, I have another question. Oh, boy. Okay. So I'm curious. Um, because we talked, you talked a little bit about how people can be stuck in their default reaction, right? And I see this from not not a dig on men, but I see this from men sometimes where they say, oh, "I don't really see why I need to make an extra effort because I treat everyone the same, and I have a woman on my team, and um, I'm you know, I don't I don't really think I need to change my behavior." If you were talking to a man who felt that way, who was kind of set in that mindset, what would you say to him? to help him understand what you understand now? Um, I would say that have you asked a woman if there's anything that you can do differently that would help them in their day-to-day -day life? And and that would be my challenge. Like, hey, you know what? There's probably people out there. I, and listen, I am not saying I got this right because I do not have it right. There, I, I'm not 100% right. I, I, there's things I can do better. I know that as a person and I want to get better as a person. And that's just me. But if you think that you're there, then just ask other people because that, that'll be a point of validation for you. If you could talk to your colleagues, because I can tell you when I talk to Amy and Caroline in this example and in preparation for the show, I ask them, like, what could I do better? Like, what can I do as a leader to help you and encourage you? And I think by asking people that question, and I, I think one of the cool things that Amy said to me was like, just by you talking about this, like means a lot. It's impactful. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but I'm not doing it just to talk about it. I really want to have an impact, right? So I would say to, to anyone out there, like maybe you got it all right. And maybe everyone is like, you know, terrifically excited. But 
just use some points of validation. Ask, ask some people at your company, you know, their perspective. And if you're not asking, like, if they're the ones telling you you can do nothing better, then you got it all right. If they say, you know, hey, I'd like to be encouraged or have opportunities to do that, then you kind of know, like, hmm, maybe there's some things I have to do. But I think that's a great starting point. That's great. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. No, no problem. Um, Karen, you're the last one. You can ask me a question or are you good? We can we can close it out, Don. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like we we committed last time to doing this on a regular basis. I think we have to do it again. So maybe early part of next year, maybe after TPM, we could do some reflections and have some observations. I think that might be really cool. And I also want to just revalidate for those that might not have heard the first show and are listening to the show that we encourage anyone to reach out to any of us about support or ideas or anything on this topic, feel free. I think we're all open and we're all excited to talk about it. So uh, everyone's nodding here. So that's been revalidated. So great. So thanks again for coming on the show and everyone who's listening out there. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, give us feedback, rate us, review us wherever you find our podcast, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you have your download. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Supply Chain Secrets Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast network. 